0: happy new year and welcome back to the coffee man show episode number nine i'm ed barnett your host and today we're venturing into the cold brew scene and lauren and jesse are brewing and bottling their cold brew in orange county and distributing around from la to san diego i was able to get a case of it up here in santa clarita and um Boy, I'm excited to present the story behind Diesel Brew with these two brothers. But real quick before we do, and as much as is possible in an audio, I'll let you in on my first taste. You're asking me which one should you drink first. I would do the glass bottle. What we've actually
1: noticed is when we first brew and bottle, it actually takes a few days for the coffee to settle in the bottle. And the longer it sits, the better it tastes. Mm. Now, when people say, well, how long after you bottle about two days okay and today's tuesday all right so that'd be fine
0: cool well let me crack open this uh this glass bottle here and then we're gonna get the backstory on what it is i'm drinking what do you think i like it you like it i like it diesel brew cold brewed coffee in a bottle Today I have Lauren Nason with me here in the studio. And um, Lauren, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me out. Absolutely. Thanks for having a few bottles. You betcha. I'll pass these around and uh, I might not be too generous with them after all. That's what (laughs) most people are. They buy them
1: for themselves and they decide, oh, I'm going to hand these out. And they don't hand them out. doesn't get handed out so well. No, it doesn't
0: right on well why don't you introduce yourself lauren there's a couple of things uh we want to do here and that is get to know you as an entrepreneur with this whole venture and um, i mean is this your first entrepreneurial endeavor or or where is that uh, with your history and then get to know you know what what it's all about diesel brew
1: well my name is lauren nason diesel brew is me and my brother's child we decided to go into this venture together after i was playing around with some cold brewed coffee I got into the cold brew coffee, one, because doctor told me, you need to stop drinking soda. I was drinking my sugar. It was horrible. Yeah. I was like asking her questions like, why do I feel this way after eating a couple of donuts? And she's like, well, what's your diet like? I'm like, what do you have for breakfast? I'm like, "Mm, mountain dew. She's like, that's not breakfast. (laughs) So I got the smacked around by the doctor. And so I had to find something to replace coffee or replace caffeine in my Mountain Dew or Mm. replace the Mountain Dew, but still keep the caffeine. And so I started drinking iced Americanos, you know, not as much sugar, but an iced Americano by itself is a little rough. So I would still put some sugar in it, put a little bit of cream in it. So it wasn't really solving the problem to get off of a sugary drink altogether friend of mine took me down to Portola, down to Costa Mesa. Had one of their cold drip coffees. Amazing. They call it the Kyoto. Amazing coffee. And you don't have to put any cream or sugar in it. It just tastes awesome. So I started experimenting around with other cold brewed coffees. Started making it at home. I would literally just buy a pound from wherever I was and put some in the fridge, make it overnight, and had some coffee in the morning to pour myself. And then I saw a post on uh, Boing Boing, actually, about a company out of New York, La Colombe, and they had it in a beer bottle. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> I should order some. And then we started, you know, playing around. I started making it myself, putting it in bottles myself, gave to him, some to my brother, and he's like, "Wow, that's good." Yeah. And next thing you know, it was like, we should start selling this. You know, so December of 12, I started bottling it. We passed it around for Christmas and for New Year's and just handed it out to friends and started getting some traction and actually my first customer was a e cig store in Cerritos, uh Vape Revolution. Mm-hmm. And we started playing around. I was just making it at home, you know, figured I could, you know, use the cottage food laws to make this at home. You know, so I started reading the rules and regulations and called the health department. You know, what can I do? Can I make this at home? Mm. Nope. Can't, Can't make it at home. <laughs> I'm right. Like, oh, So, we stopped selling it for a little while, figured out, okay, what do we have to do next? Started figuring out, do we want to go get a building so we can go get our own production facility? But we didn't have the volume to really cover that. So, then we found a place called the Hood Kitchen in Costa Mesa. We could rent time there as needed, brew our coffee, bottle our coffee, store our coffee, and deliver it as needed. And that was 2013 when we finally got all our permits, September of 2013. And that was the
0: Longest part was getting those permits. Sure. Right on. So that first idea of the cold brew, narrow it down a little bit more uh, specifically for for the first idea of cold brew, of the, the diesel brew. The first idea of the bottling
1: of the brew was actually seeing somebody else bottling their cold brewed coffee. Okay. You know, when I first was actually going out to Portola and getting one of their Kyoto's, it was great. But it was a 30-mile drive from Yorba Linda down to Costa Mesa you know, through traffic in the morning, just wasn't cutting it. And there was nobody up near me doing something like they were doing. So I started making my own, uh-huh. but I really wanted to not have to make it every night. So I was like, mm, let's bottle it. After I saw the bottle I'm going, Hmm, beer bottle, beer bottle. I like the idea. And so I started playing around with it. I called a friend of mine. Hey, where do I get some bottles? And went over to, uh, Addison Homebrew in Fullerton to buy all my brewing supplies. So it literally started, I was buying beer brewing equipment, doing it in my kitchen, brewing up five gallons at a time and hand bottling each one Uh and capping them. My brother Jesse would come over on a Saturday and we'd sit there in the kitchen and just bottle up coffee.
0: Doing it up. Yep. And did that start with the glass bottle then?
1: Yeah, we started with the glass bottle. Okay. That's the easiest bottle to find. You Mm. go to any home brewing supply and you're going to get that. The aluminum bottles that came around after That's a nice looking bottle. Oh, I love those things. Very cool. Fits the brand purposely, mm-hmm. you know, and it's shiny. Everybody likes shiny. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it came around to that. I had shipped a six pack to Chicago of the glass bottles and I had done previous the week before a six pack to Georgia, the six pack to Georgia showed up fine. Packaged the bottles the same way, shipped them there using the post office five of the six bottles showed up broken okay and i was kind of bummed and like there's got to be a better way to ship this but still have the same look but not be glass and not break
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i found this company it's uh, evolution bottles out of colorado okay and they weren't ready for the 12 ounces yet they were still making i think the 16 ounce Cans or bottles, depending on what you want to call it, it's an aluminum can Mm -hmm. in the shape of a bottle. Sure. And so we started talking with them and finally got our order, and we got those about August, September this year. Very cool. I like those bottles better. They don't break, they look really cool.
0: I haven't seen anything like it. No. Yeah.
1: Nobody else is putting them in aluminum. Some people might even say the reason why they don't want to because they think it might impart a taste difference. Mm. I don't notice the taste difference. I've had a few people say they do, but not in a bad way where it's like something wrong with it. Okay. I think it's more of just a mental thing where you you think you taste it, but you really don't. Could be. You know, we did actually confirm with them. And before we went into production, we actually ordered some samples Bottled up the coffee and actually did a couple blind taste tests, poured a little bit out of each one into a glass behind a little Mm -hmm. barrier and had people try it. Nobody noticed the difference. The only time they'd notice the difference is when they're actually holding the bottle in their hand.
0: Yeah. That is so smooth and I'm still drinking this one out of the glass bottle.
1: (laughs) What I like about the (sighs) aluminum bottles stays colder longer.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, what were some of the beginning steps that you took toward um, toward this initial idea? Well, the first thing I had to do was figure out what I liked for the flavor. Oh, hey, your brother's calling. Awesome. Let's pick up Jesse here. Hello, welcome to the Coffee Man Show.
2: Hey, how you doing? This is Jesse.
0: Jesse, welcome. Hey, Thank Jesse. You. I got your brother here. Oh, great. Good deal, man. I'm, I'm just enjoying uh, a cold brew out of one of the glass bottles, and uh, I'm loving it. Nice. Well, hey, let me um, just have you introduce yourself, Jesse, and uh, why don't you give your take on the beginnings of this whole thing?
1: Okay.
2: Um, my name's Jesse Mason. I'm brother of Lauren, and uh, yeah, this whole thing started kind of my brother's brain of getting some... Caffeine without the sugar, and we were both digging on some coffee that we found cold brew style a couple of years ago. And, uh, and he started trying to do it on his own, and he loved it. And then I started trying, and I was really loving it. And I just started showing around to some friends, and we got such good response. It was like, okay, I think we need to do something with this and start putting it in bottles and getting it into people's hands. So it's kind of, I mean, that's as simple as that.
0: Very good. Have you been a a coffee drinker yourself?
2: Oh yeah i I've definitely been a coffee drinker, but I'd say in the last about six years, I started really getting into just kind of the finer details. Um, I went back to school a couple years ago, and one of my professors he would have essentially a coffee grinder that he would grind by hand in his office while we were all working on (laughs) problems, and he would just sit there and grind his coffee and then pour it into a filter, and then just do the pour-over method of hot coffee. And that was the first time I'd ever had something like that. And then we started finding some new places kind of around where I live in Long Beach that were doing a lot of that stuff. So I got really turned on to this whole kind of resurgence of like the craft coffee, I, I guess you could call it. So
0: that professor and his little, it was a hand grinder he was using?
2: Yeah, it was like, it, it's kind of one of those things, that it's, it looks really old, it's like a wooden device, that has like a little drawer on the bottom, and it's got this metal hand crank grinder, on the top, you just pour the beans in there, and you know, you right. just turn the crank, yeah, it's awesome.
0: So that opened up your your radar to a higher level of coffee in general, is oh, that what for I understand? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, so Lauren, have you been a long time coffee drinker yourself? No. No. I don't like coffee. So here we are with, with the combination of uh, uh, that comes to the cold brew. I love it. So what did you guys do to uh, to take this idea forward, uh, Jesse?
2: Um, I think mainly was just kind of figuring out how we could uh, make it. And then once we had that figured out, it was, okay, how can we sell it to people? And so we kind of had to figure out the legal loopholes to be able to do that. which took some time, and... Took some time just to get the right paperwork back from, you know, all the governmental agencies we had to send it to. But once that was all set, then it was like, okay, now it's just go around and start finding places that I want to carry it. And it was definitely slow at first just to kind of, you know, get our foot in the door because no one knows who we are. But once people tried it, that was the thing. Like once they tried the coffee, they were like, oh, it's a no-brainer. This is fantastic. Let's just start selling it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what were some of the bigger initial obstacles uh, for you guys? You know, one of the things that we do here on the Coffee Man Show is is talk specialty coffee, for sure. But then it's also that focus on you guys um, doing it and bringing it and the entrepreneurial kind of venture and, and that side of it. So what were some of those obstacles um, that you guys encountered? Um,
2: well, I'm not sure um, if my brother's told you anything about this, but I think the initial problem was, there's a thing in California called the cottage food uh, industry law where it's essentially you can make food out of your home and sell it. And if you make under a certain benchmark per a year, um, then you're allowed to do that. You don't have to work out of a commercial kitchen. Mm. And what we didn't know is that beverages do not fall under that. So those have to be made in a commercial kitchen. So that almost kind of put the brakes on because it's like, oh, well, how are we going to be able to do that? And then we found a commercial kitchen in Irvine, I guess Newport Beach, Irvine, kind of border uh, California, where you could rent by the hour a totally licensed kitchen, and then as long as we had our permits from essentially the you know California and like you know that we were allowed to make food there, and my brother's a food manager and I'm a food handler, as long as we had all that, we could just pay an hourly fee and just go make it there. So that one kind of saved it. The idea of like, oh great, we don't have to buy a our building or lease a big space we can just pay by the hour to go make this so that was a huge hurdle but once we figured out how to fix that then it all seemed to work
0: yeah so was there any point in there where you think you thought you might have to abandon the idea or it was just a matter of what else can we do to get this forward
2: i think it was you know it was one of those things of like are we going to be able to do this so it took
0: you know
2: legwork to kind of figure out where we could do it and then we started seeing that there were a couple of commercial kitchens that were starting to be rentable. And this one that we got into, I think they had only started running their business maybe six to 12 months prior to us even finding out. So it was like they were in your business too. Uh So it was just like a happenstance that it just kind of was there right when we
1: needed it. Um, Right. Perfect. Um,
0: I haven't asked this question, but did anybody think you were crazy for wanting to do this?
1: Actually the biggest crazy thought we got is our mother didn't think we could actually work together. Is that right? Yeah. But beyond the craziest, no, everybody we would give the coffee to, they loved it. Mm -hmm. There's a few that don't, but they just don't like black coffee. Yeah. And my wife will not drink our coffee. Is that right? But she loved the other special blend we did, the pumpkin spice. Okay. She loved that one. But beyond that, no, nobody really thought we were crazy except for the part they were just surprised we were going to work together.
0: As brothers. As brothers. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I have two brothers. I'm I have two older brothers myself, and uh, you know we haven't ever done business together in the in the way that you guys are. So I, I think that's phenomenal.
1: No, I think it's been a good. It's been good so far. I actually enjoy it. We're you know we're four years apart, mm-hmm. and we're totally two separate lives from each other, mm-hmm. to where we can both bring something to the table. that we don't have the same experience and the same friends that. We don't run around the same circles.
0: So what are some other areas of resistance, perhaps, that you've been able to overcome? For me, it's
2: always
0: like, is it
2: really good or is it just, like, I like it? And, you know, because I I like coffee, so I might be biased. You know, then I just remind myself, it's like, every time we introduce this to somebody and say, hey, just try this, there's just a genuine honesty of, like, this is incredible. So it's, you know, there's always kind of that, I'm, here's that we have never really created anything, but like the startup of like, am I crazy or is this really good? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's like the only internal thing for me, you know, that's always like a passing thought and then I just go, oh, look at all these places that we're in and look at all of you know, these people that we don't even know who are buying our product. So it's like, I think it just speaks for itself that people enjoy it and they keep going back to it
0: good stuff
1: yeah that's like another one is sometimes I'll go back and go is this something we should be doing I mean look at all these other cold brew vendors out there but then we'll both come back and think about it I'll go well there's Coke there's Pepsi and there's so many other soda brands out there there's a very large market for cold brew Uh so do we have to worry about those other brands no because everybody has their own flavor profile their own brand their own focus and there's plenty of room for everybody to exist, including there's actually another company out of the same kitchen we work out of. Any other internal struggles? Nothing really you know, on difficulties. It's more of just figuring out where's the right place to go? Mm-hmm. Who can we actually market the coffee to? You know, who's going to sell? Honestly, who's going to sell more of it per month? Yeah. You know. We have, you know, on average, let would say between all of our vendors, they average about a case a month, but we have one vendor that was doing four. It's gotten a little colder, so they've slowed down a little bit. Uh-huh. And then, you know, other vendors, they may be able to only do one case every two months. You know, do we want to focus more on the vendors that can sell more? Well, sometimes, but at the same time, I don't want to go away from the vendors that only buy half case at a time. And we have a few that do that. They only buy a half case. Uh-huh. And we make it work. I mean, so yeah. would you deliver it? Yeah, we deliver it to them. Right on. But we just find the right time to be able to deliver it to everybody. And we just call them up, email them, text them, whoever it is, and ask them how they're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into your brand a little bit. Um, I, I know when I first saw um, the two Peterbilt trucks, uh, I just loved it initi- immediately. And that's just who I am. So uh, how did you guys come up with that? And uh, what's the idea there?
1: Well, the idea if I remember correctly, it was mostly mine. I think I ran it by my brother once I did it, but the name originally came from, it reminded me of my dad because, or our dad, well, my dad would drink coffee nonstop, <laughs> but hot coffee only. Okay. It could be 120 degrees outside and he would have a thermos of hot coffee with him.
0: I've I, seen that done. <laughs> yeah. I still don't get it.
1: But then I started thinking, you know, my dad was a trucker. I grew up, my dad drove truck for a living. Very cool. And then at the same time, I'm thinking black coffee, motor oil, diesel fuel. Ooh, I like that idea. Uh-huh. So before I actually chose the name, I made sure the domain name was available. Okay. All so I wasn't, Steph, I wasn't right? even really gonna pick the name <laughs> until I knew I could get the domain name.
0: Hey, okay, maybe it's there.
1: So I bought the domain name and that pretty much was it. Yeah. Our first logo actually was actually an oil drum with a, with a smoke sack coming off the side. And then a friend of mine from high school, he decided to start playing with the logo and came up with that one, and it stuck. It just works. Mm. It's simple and it works and it looks awesome, and it has the trucks, of course, for diesel.
0: Right. So how about you, Jesse? How did this logo resonate with you?
2: I thought it was awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, first of all, the name, and I could kind of sense my brother's story, you know, where his mind was coming from with it, but it's like, yeah, it's like it just seemed appropriate. Our dad. Truck driver, coffee drinker, diesel, of course, it just seems to make sense. And then the logo with the trucks is just the the thing I like about it is there's a lot of coffee companies out there that are, you know, doing fantastic stuff and I love it. But in my mind the a lot of the branding of it looks like, you know, they're they're going after a certain market of like, you know, granola, healthy, all that stuff which is also great, and our coffee is organic, it's healthy, but mm-hmm. for some reason ours is just like we've got a little bit of a bend on that idea of like not only is this healthy and it's coffee, but it kicks ass, and I just think that the brand says that exactly, <laughs> which I love.
1: Very good. And We weren't going off after the coffee connoisseur, health-conscious coffee drinker. Yes, we're still going health-conscious with it. I mean, that was the whole reason we created it, Something that tastes great, uh-huh. it's coffee, but it doesn't require cream, sugar, or anything up to make it taste better. It tastes great the way it is. Yeah. But I didn't want to have to go after the organic market. So that's why the name is more of, it's really an every, everyday name. Uh-huh. You know, does it speak to women per se? Probably not as much, but we haven't had any women actually say they don't like the name. Yeah, It's a the diesel name is like just something powerful it's powerful coffee
0: right i like it i like it so when did you guys first open up after all the the new kitchen and and talk about the timeline and where you guys are at uh with production and and your vision for the future well, we first
1: started playing around with it when I gave it to my brother back in December of 2012. Uh-huh. And that's when we started actually just experimenting with the bottles and bottled it up, had some stickers created and slapped them on there. Uh, one of my first customers was an e-cig store and I had them using it. And then uh, then we actually realized that oh, we probably can't make this at home. After t- I called the health department like, so what are the rules? And they said, nope, you can't do that. Uh-huh. So we stopped, scaled back. Still kept making it for ourselves, still kept passing it around just for people to try. But the longest thing we, it was getting the permits. We sent our application back in April of 2013 and didn't get it till September, mm. September, of 2013, we moved to the hood. And then from there we just started cranking away making coffee. We'd make enough that we'd know we'd need for to fill sales and then make enough to have extra for samples. Kept just passing it out, passing it out, passing it out. And this summer got really good for us. So, you know, of course, the hotter it gets, more people like cold coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then here we are sitting here today talking about coffee Very in your good. studio.
0: Well, I think you guys are coming along at a, at a perfect time. I know I worked um, for the local coffee kiosk here doing some projects almost 10 years ago now. And um, not quite that long. But uh, Rick over there had a, a cold brew apparatus. And I thought... You're crazy. I didn't. I never heard of that. And um, but um, you know we're seeing that. So I think you guys are in good time. Yeah, definitely. Tell us a story. You know, you guys obviously interact with with customers and and whole um, retailers and stuff. If you got either one of you can think of a of a story that's just made it worth doing.
1: Converting people to cold brewed coffee, mm. where they're like, ew cold coffee they're thinking of somebody that goes and brews a pot of hot coffee and sticks it in the fridge yeah and then pours it over ice no thanks that's not cold brewed coffee that's disgusting fridge coffee (laughs) you know when you actually then explain the process to them of what it actually takes to actually make it filter it bottle it and deliver it and then they actually try it they're like wow that actually doesn't need anything i can Mm. drink it straight and it tastes great without having to put cream or sugar in And it's really the explanation process that's been fun about it. I do enjoy that. And then, of course, you get the odd look. Actually, I do have a funny story. So I was at a conference walking around. I was uh, bringing a friend to a bottle. And I'm walking around through the conference, real estate conference. And uh, people looked at me. This one guy's like, hey, you can't be drinking a beer at 9 o'clock. I'm like, it's not beer. It's It's coffee. He's like, it's in a beer bottle. I'm like, smell it. Taste it. He's like, Oh, that's good. <laughs> Took a sip. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Always passing out a sip.
0: The light bulb moment right there for that person. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. That's
1: the, the fun is just having people try it.
0: Yeah. I think you have a lot of people out there that, that don't have a clue about it. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a fun aspect, huh? Yeah.
1: I mean, there's been stores we've walked into going, would you guys be willing to try selling this? What is it? Cold brewed coffee. They're like, uh, What's cold brewed coffee.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, there's been a few stores that it hasn't worked out at. It just wasn't a right store to be at. We've had other ones like, sure, we'll try it. Next thing you know, it's just flying off the shelf. Those are our best stores.
0: Yeah, (laughs) very cool. Where's the best place for people to find uh, you in the retail and can people order it? You know, let us know how people can find you online, in locations, things like that. Uh,
2: I think as far as locations... We're getting pretty
0: spread out, which is good. I mean,
2: obviously, we're focused in Southern California, so um, if you're in Los Angeles, there's a place in Santa Monica called Main Squeeze Juice. You can pick it up. If you're in Long Beach, um, Berlin Coffee House, or Alex's Bar, you can go pick it up, which kind of adds with my brother's story. Having it look like a beer bottle just made... It it makes so much sense to have it in bars, especially in Long Beach, which is a total drinking town. Mm. Because some people go to those bars and it's like they're not drinking; they're they're sober, uh-huh. and they kind of have this coffee. And they're like, "This is awesome," and it's like it doesn't you know it looks cool too, so they're kind of stoked <laughs> on that. Sure. But anyway, so that that's Long Beach, and then Orange County would definitely. I'm more spread out in um, Growers Ranch down in Costa Mesa. Uh, I'm forgetting probably a few other ones, but there's a place called Green to Go up in northern, kind of Orange County, up in Yielda Linda. And then if you keep on going down to five, uh, towards San Clemente, my brother probably remembers the name more than I would, but there's a place down there. So we're getting kind of spread out from San Diego up to L.A. And then, of course, the website, uh, com, you can just order to your heart's content. Yeah, Very for good. the
1: Orange County area, it's uh, San Clemente, Hanson's Market. And then they also have a new location which is in San Juan Capistrano. Uh from there there's a El Toro Meets off of El Toro in Lake Forest off the Five Freeway. We have Hive. It's actually the Hive in Laguna Beach it's off of PCH near I think that's the monarch. I always forget what hotel. It's a nice little kiosk right outside. got okay. you know, A little gift shop, juice bar, coffee. Yeah. Um we have, of course, the place we make it, which is the hood. They have stock here and there. Uh, I did actually, they haven't actually, they don't have any right now because I took their last two bottles to give out of samples. And it reminds me I need to give them bottles back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have Growers Ranch in Newport. We have Green to Go. It's a deli in Brea. Stefano's Deli is an off and on buyer, also in your Belinda. Oh, and well then, of course, the fun ones are the e-cigarette stores. We have Vapor Evolution in Cerritos. Vapor Solutions in Fullerton. Vapor Solutions in Costa Mesa coming soon. RJ Vapes in Anaheim. And then also some CrossFits. Orange County CrossFit buys a case from us okay. every once in a while. Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach also buys a couple of cases at a time. Orange County CrossFit is, uh, I believe they're actually in Tustin. Mm. I forget their address. So we're all over the place, always trying to find what's the right place. We don't want to niche ourselves into a certain spot. Sure. I'm not prejudiced about who's actually going to drink my coffee. I want everyone to drink our coffee. There you go. You know, if it's in a you know, if in a truck stop off the I-10 somewhere, yeah. You know, what is a, one of the, the pit stops? Okay. You know, go there.
0: Are there any books that have helped you guys? Um, with your mindset toward this toward this venture
1: well definitely on this part of it some people ask are we going into the coffee business yes and no we're technically not on the coffee business we're not going in as a coffee brand mm-hmm. at this time yes do we plan on offering our own beans for sale that is you know we've talked about it that will be something Jesse will probably go ahead and take off on that for me it's not a goal but you know it's two of us so we can actually go in little separate directions while still keeping the company together uh mm-hmm. huh have our one main product, and then expand from there. But really, we're in the beverage business, not the coffee business, because we're making a beverage. There you go. Which is a little more difficult. Uh, Books-wise, I don't read a lot of books. I'm not a book reader. You know, it's short attention span problem, so I'm a blog reader. OK. You know, Smaller, shorter blogs. Um, I read a ton of business blogs, and I couldn't actually name anyone off the top of my head. All right. You know, I skim. Yeah. Jesse?
2: I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know about any sort of books. I think what's kind of been funny about this is like, I've I have done other things. Like, I guess as far as in some sort of business sense, I I play music and I've always formed bands and played in bands and like promoted bands. Uh-huh. So I think I took a lot of those ideas from that and approached this with the same mm-hmm. idea of like, well, it's a product. It's something that I, we're creating, and I like it. So now I seem to tell people about it. So it's kind of like, it's no different from that. So I haven't really like read up on how to, you know, be a business person or start a, a beverage or food company, but it's more of like, well, it's just analogous to what I've done before. So I'm just going to put the same formula towards that. And it seems to make sense. It's, you know, just basically a matter of distribution, get it in people's hands and, you know, then let them carry it from there. So I think it's just kind of like, you know, flying off the seat of your pants and just going off of what's you
0: now. very cool well and when you have something that's i know i hadn't tasted this until till uh, lauren and i got on the microphones here and and it's it's great i don't know what else wow to say. that's so, awesome yeah i mean i've tasted some cold brews and and toddies and different things and i mean i noticed different places that are selling uh concentrated stuff and uh and i can enjoy a lot of those things but i tell you what um I'm pretty happy to have a case of this, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, we can get a, great. maybe we can get a retailer up, up for you here around Santa Clarita area. Who knows? That sounds good. Well, the next yeah. problem you'll
1: have eventually, like I have now, is having a keg of that at home. <laughs> you
0: need to get the keg of it.
1: Yeah, I'm not sleeping much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. So I've been having to curtail my coffee drinking to the early morning... <laughs> <laughs> Late morning and stopping in the early afternoon.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: But yeah, the kegerator, the kegs and the kegerators are next year's plan. Okay. So we're already testing that right now. We're planning for office service and home service. Home service, we won't be offering a kegerator for the home. And most person that'd be calling us is somebody that already has their own kegerator. The office service, though, is to offer to bring them an actual full kit bring them a kegerator and then bring them a monthly delivery of how much coffee they actually would think they need and it is
0: on nitrous okay so for the office uh office space and now do you cater events or do any of that too or
1: right now no no but we just got the kegerator currently so it's also something i've been thinking about you know should we start doing events what events to go hit mm-hmm. i was actually just talking to a barbecue guy yesterday who actually buys our coffee it's a brew hog over an orange, and maybe partner up with him for some events as well.
0: Well, I'd like to know when that happens. Barbecue and, and cold brew sounds actually pretty good. Well, <laughs> it is really good. <laughs> How about that, huh? Well, hey Jesse, anything else on your mind while you're on the line here uh, about what you guys have done, uh, where you're at, or what you want our listeners to know about about cold brew or about you guys in particular?
2: I mean not anything in addition to what we've already said. I mean I guess just uh seek us out if you're interested and try it. I don't think that you're gonna be disappointed.
0: I would I would second that. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we'd like to hear. Well we got some education to do and um you know, I think the Coffee Man show is uh happy to happy to highlight you guys and uh we'll get this episode up uh here in the next week or so.
1: Great, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely, cool, Jess. See you later.
0: All right, have a good rest of the day. Take care, Jesse. Thank you much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Well, Lauren, we still got the recorder going. What? Uh, you know, one thing you have to add?
1: Um, you were asking before where can you get it? Uh, the website, of course. We don't really focus too much on our online ordering. Okay. But we can actually ship that California, Arizona, Nevada overnight for a relatively under twenty dollar shipping cost. We don't go out of and I can do glass or aluminum. I try not to ship the glass because then I have to wrap it a lot more plastic, a lot more bubble wrap. But it does work. I actually do have a friend of mine in Fresno, Jason Ferris. Actually it's Fres Yes is his website. He's a oh, real yeah. estate guy up there, Fres And I remember when I first met him and you know it was this Twitter handle, Fres Yes. I'm like, <laughs> Fres Yes. He's like, well I live in Fresno, but you should live here. So it's Fres Yes. I'm like I like that. That was good.
0: (laughs) That's catchy. So he's
1: bought a few cases from us, and he actually was the one that helped me find the shipping company. And it's Golden State Overnight. They work great. I can hit all of California, all of Nevada, and all of Arizona for, depending on roughly the area, 20 bucks or less overnight for glass or aluminum. Good to know. Which is really good. Because the problem with shipping a bottle full of liquid is it weighs a lot. Uh Mm-hmm uh glass full case 24 bottles weighs about 33 pounds okay the aluminum weighs only about 26 pounds okay so not only are we saving that it doesn't break it actually weighs less yeah so it's a little break on the shipping price there's another company we have looked at but i haven't actually followed up with them too much that'll actually go farther but uh, FedEx for doing a full case 24 aluminum to Colorado, I shipped it to our bottle supplier, was uh, $22, which isn't bad. And I shipped that normal FedEx ground, showed up, they stuck it in the fridge overnight, and had it the next morning, and loved it.
0: Very good.
1: And then uh, where else to find us? We're on Instagram, of course. That's the only one that couldn't get Diesel Brew. So Instagram is Diesel Brew Coffee. Okay. Twitter is Diesel Brew facebook you'll find us by diesel brew but if you actually wanted to type in the url it's facebook.com slash cold brewed coffee okay i took that one as a thinking an seo play just having it in the actual url made sense but i should have just gotten diesel brew up there all right well but i'm not going to okay. change it now yeah
0: yeah there you go well this has been fun lauren i appreciate you bringing this and uh well, thanks I mean, for we'll having keep me in out. touch it'll be fun to track you guys and see see the pro- the progress and uh, getting your stuff out there
1: yeah the kegs are what excites me right now sure. are, I think those are going to be a, a good hit yeah there's uh, other companies out there that are doing office keg distribution mm-hmm. you know I don't know if we're going to become our own self distributor or maybe partner up with another company that does office coffee service
0: already okay yeah very good well maybe we can touch back and uh, get an update when the kegs are going sure all right well thank you much Lauren awesome. Thanks for having me. You betcha.